The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. How do you feel about Arcade Fire starting their world tour tonight in the Three Arena, playing again tomorrow night, but massive controversy over the front man, Wynne Butler, who has been accused of sexual misconduct by three people and assault by a fourth person. D. Ready, talk about what's in this Pitchfork article, which is very comprehensive and very detailed. It really is, and it's... Um it's it's a depressing read, to be honest with you, man. It's a very hard read, actually. It is. It's very tough. Um, and it really, it's, you know, it's stuff that we've covered and we've talked about before, that sort of um, really terrible abuse of power that goes on sometimes when you have young fans and uh, somebody who is very, very famous. Because, and they're, just to clarify again, the yeah. people involved here are all aged between 18 and 22 at a time when Butler was aged between 36 and 39. That's right. So 18 and 23. And the, um, th- that, that's when the, their interactions started with them. And they took place during kind of overlapping periods from 2016 to 2020. So he would have been 36 and th- to, to 39 during that. Um in a lot of the the so there's there's the three sexual misconduct ones and they're I suppose the ones where you would look at as a an, an abuse of that power dynamic. Um, one of them is particularly um, it just ugh, where the um, Stella um, that they, they all use pseudonyms in in the piece. Um, she first heard from Butler in 2016 when she was an 18 year old student in Montreal. And she posted pictures of him and his wife to Instagram and he contacted her to, you know, get the photos and they began chatting. And that's where that started off. Um, there's another girl, um, Lily. Uh, sorry, Lily is is actually um, non-binary. Gender fluid. Yes, yeah. gender fluid. Um, they say they met um, Butler at a concert in January 2015. At the time, they were a 21-year-old art student and he was a very well-known um, local celebrity. Now, he's a- acknowledged having sexual interactions with all of them, um, but, but he, he, says he maintains that they were consensual and that they were not initiated by him. Yeah, OK, because Johnny says, I've never touched a woman against her will and any implication that I have is simply false. I vehemently deny any suggestion I'd force myself on a woman or demanded sexual favours. That simply and unequivocally never happened. But while all these relationships are all consensual, I'm very sorry to anyone who I have hurt with my behaviour. And he then went into sort of a long excuse and saying, I've Mm. long struggled with mental health issues and the ghosts of childhood abuse. And he talks about alcohol abuse and depression and the rest of it. So... I suppose this is the thing, this might make a lot of people who are going to the concerts tonight or tomorrow night, myself included, somewhat uncomfortable because are you, if you go singing along and cheering him on as he comes onto stage, endorsing him? Well, there's a long debate about whether or not you can separate art from the artist. Um, that debate has been raging on. It rages between the, the Woody Allen accusations. Can you still enjoy his films? Uh, same with Roman Polanski. Are you still allowed to enjoy the art that they put out into the world? And it's the same situation here. I suppose it's up to each individual to 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 listen to what their own brain is telling them and what their own reaction is and what their own life experience is and decide whether or not they can enjoy the music while also holding the creator of the music in contempt. 
I think there's a difference though, isn't there, in enjoying the music? Like if you're listening to an album in the privacy of your own home versus um, playing that music publicly or standing in a crowd cheering them, no? But Yeah, there is. But I think each person will make up their own mind as to whether mm. or not they're comfortable being in the arena. So I, I think it's it's really up for anybody who has their own ticket and who has been looking forward to the gig and let's not for be, sure absolutely you know this is these two gigs have been very much um you see there is this issue about whether people get cancelled a friend of mine was saying to me today as well say for example when all the allegations were made against the late michael jackson about mm. five years ago in the neverland documentary suddenly radio stations stopped broadcasting michael jackson's mm. music certainly here in ireland and then I remember my kids, we were in a rental car in Spain a couple of years ago and there's Michael Jackson blaring. We're going, oh, well, they play him over here. Mm. And now you actually do start hearing Michael Jackson again. And do you separate the allegations from the brilliance of the music or do you still enjoy the music while, you know, absolutely abhorring the actions we believe he took? Is there a balance there, Matt, though, that um, by by playing Michael Jackson's music on the radio, there's there's... There's no material benefit to him anymore because he has passed away. Well, there's an estate that still rakes in the money on the back of it. For sure, but, you know, that that's not necessary. You know, it's it's not somebody who committed a crime or an offence, pro- like, literally profiting from... But, you see, the thing is, there's no actual proof yeah. of any mm-hmm. wrongdoing by Wynne Butler. There are allegations which he has denied. There have no charges, so isn't there a presumption of innocence which he's entitled to. I think, yeah, there, there is, like, in the legal sense, yes, innocent until proven guilty. Of course, um, that doesn't stop everybody from having their opinion and publishing their opinion. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying whether or not he was right or wrong. I think he has admitted to uh, wrongdoing in the way that he has treated people by the very fact that he says, if my actions have upset people, I apologise. So he does seem to be allowing for the fact that he wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't acting the way uh, a man should. Sorry, and a husband and father husband should because and, his and wife seems should. to be very forgiving given that she's a member of the band as well Indeed, and yeah. has made a statement in support of him. Yeah, and I mean, that I, this is the thing, Matt, and I, th- I think you're right in terms of there needing to be a presumption of innocence. Um, but at the same time, to go back to John's point about people kind of have to make their own gut instinct or their own call for, for what they think because you you don't want to go along to the gig and then in six months time then really regret that you did. Yeah, but you can only work with the information that you have. At no, the time. absolutely. And I will say though, Pitchfork that like as Matt said, it is a very robust piece of journalism and they, mm-hmm. they have seen the text messages and the interactions and, and the Instagram messages the, between the, timing, the parties. The timing of the release of the, the article also is interesting because this is the first date of the world tour. Yeah. Mm. So somebody wants to torpedo any financial gain that Wynne Butler and his bandmates might get from embarking on this mm. on this tour. You know? It's interesting because sometimes in a situation like that, people would go to ground. I was wondering, would mm. these concerts be cancelled? I was wondering the same. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering the same. Although that's, you know, if... To play devil's advocate, if he if he is innocent, then that would be a disaster because it would be an admission of guilt, you know? Okay. Well, if you're going to Arcade Fire (laughs) tonight or tomorrow night, enjoy it. I I think on the balance of probabilities, I'll give him the basis, the benefit of the doubt and the presumption of innocence Mm. and probably go myself tomorrow night. But it is an interesting one. Uh, What about Harry Styles for Slane? We got an enormous reaction on Friday's programme 
from people giving out. And then oh. people coming back and saying, hang on, what was one of the best ever slains? Robbie Williams. Yeah. In 1999, former Take That member, yeah. gone solo. So is Harry Styles this century's... Also, I like... Robbie Williams. People need to get over themselves. It's not like he's going to be playing One Direction. You know, he, he has... A f- very credi- credible catalogue of his own material well, now. And he's bloody brilliant. It's the, it's the gatekeepers of the yeah. slain of old. It's people like who were at Queen in 86 or Springsteen in 87 or Dylan in 84 who were like, that's not my slain. Well, no, it's not meant for you. You know, slain has this heritage of being like the big rock acts, you know, of, of the 80s. But like you say... We've had everybody in Slane from like Robbie Williams to Eminem to Madonna yeah. since. So why shouldn't and it doesn't be? doesn't it have to move with the times? Of as course well? it does. Of course it does. And, and Harry Styles is the most interesting pop yeah. star working today. Full stop. But he's, he, I would say he's not even a pure pop star anymore. He no. is actually, he's one of those artists that manages to he's blend. He's a cultural touchstone. Rock, no, rock and pop. Like, yeah. Anyone who was at his Aviva Stadium gig, and I know one of my daughters was at it, said it was terrific. You could not get tickets for it. They were literally this year's gold dust tickets. You could not. The number of people that I'm, I'm sure all of us had asking, did I have access to Harry Styles because of where we work? No, there was no tickets to be had. You could not get them. So this this concert is going to sell out in jig time. And I would be very surprised if there wasn't a second date in the offing for only the second time in Slane's history because Harry Agreed. Styles is a phenomenon. And that's just guesswork on my part. The only problem is, it's, fa- it's falling at the time that the evening starts is on. <laughs> well, I'd say all three of us would be happily going. I, we should actually be thanking the curmudgeons because... Um, they're obviously not going to try for tickets. We might have more of a They'll chance. be trying for tickets for their grandchildren, you see. So <laughs> Let's hear a bit of Harry Styles' Let's. music for a sushi restaurant. Styles. Actually, one of the people who texted on Friday night also pointed out, John, isn't it extraordinary to think it is 23 years since that Robbie Williams yeah. Slane concert? Is it that? No, it's it's more, isn't it? 1999. Was it 99 or 98? You're right. Yeah, didn't he support the Verve in 98? That's what yeah. it was. And came back the next year and took the crown. Yeah, I the know. Other, the other thing is, people saying it's an insult to artists like Bob Dylan, Oasis, Bruce Springsteen. Like, do you know what? I guarantee you, if you if you asked any of those artists, they wouldn't agree with you. Yeah, and they probably sure. think he's smashing. And you know what? I bet you there were people given out back in the last century and about out. various selections. Now we're all, we're all the three of us are all different generations, but we'd all love to go to see Harry Styles, wouldn't we? He's he's like one of those pan generational artists. I think everybody would love to see. Actually, him. I would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm going down to the electric picnic on Sunday. And uh, Arctic Monkeys. 
Yeah, I'm I really looking forward to Arctic Monkeys. So let's hear a little bit from the first single from the new album. It's called The Car. It's not going to be out until the 21st of October, uh, but here's the track There Better Be a Mirrorball. And how's that insatiable, happy Okay, that seems to be a sort of a logical follow-on from Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. John, which you didn't like. No, I didn't. Nobody liked it. I did. No, you didn't. We had this <laughs> argument about a hundred times already. Yeah. We won't do it again. It's. Um, I, I hope it's a case of, you know, releasing the first single, but the second single is the actual hit because that doesn't really sound to me what is a classic single. Because I think that surprised people material. because they played another track, I Ain't mm. Quite Where I Think I Am, mm during their set in Switzerland at the weekend. Yeah, that's right. And they were Reading and Leeds as well over the weekend. Um, yeah, but, you know, they're growing as a band. I mean, he doesn't have the, the scuzzy guitar and the spat vocals as much as he used to when he was yeah, he like 19. Like a crooner there. He is. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so his, his vocals are just getting better and yeah, better. Um, and they are a band who do exactly what they want. I think, you know, in, in a certain way, they're a bit like Radiohead. Not as experimental, but they just do what they want to. And you have to admire that in a band, even if they're last album was utter muck. I liked it as well. No, you didn't. You just think you did. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> okay, have you planned out your, I know Dee, you will be done as well because you're operating the podcast stage, the Go Loud podcast event, aren't you? Don? Yeah, well, so it's it's not our stage. All right. <laughs> but uh, we've, we've heaps of podcasts on it. Um, so we'll have nine different shows on it over the weekend, including yourself, Matt. I know. I'd looking forward to it. Looking forward to being down early on Sunday morning to do that. And then I've planned out, I'll be finishing with the Arctic Monkeys. We're going to that together, half aren't we? 10 to 12. Are we? Are you going as well, are you? You said I could go with you. <laughs> well, I haven't looked beyond 9pm on Saturday now, Matt, because obviously you have to be up bright and early to... To okay, well, I your podcast. A bit of Snow Patrol I'll take in, but mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to London Grammar as well. Yeah. The electric Arena. What about Megan Thee Stallion? Uh, our boss was saying uh, the other day that she was phenomenal at the weekend I'd, at Reading and Leeds. I'd say that'll be absolutely class. I think, like, I think it's weird, though, that it's Denise Chyla, then Glass Animals, then Megan Thee Stallion on the main main stage. Um, like, I'd have I'd switched that around a little bit. Okay, I'm I'm truly I'm not good on Saturday because I wouldn't mind seeing Tame Impala, who were on the last on the main stage on Saturday evening, or also Wolf Alice are playing the Electric Arena on Saturday evening as well. That's right. You'd be stuck if you'd be stuck. Uh, Wolf Alice are on half ten to half eleven, um, and Tame Impala start at eleven uh, thirty. So you could literally leg it from the Electric Arena. I was going to ask for those I love, which yeah. is on in Rankin's Wood at that right, time. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 What else are you looking forward to at the Electric Picnic? Orla Gartland uh, is another great actor that's done. They see Matt, who was absolutely class at All Together Now. So really, really looking forward to that again. Also James Vincent McMorrow um, and Mango and Mathman. Well, I'm looking forward Mango to the Stay FM Soundgarden stage, Well, Matt. of course. Yeah, yeah. We've announced uh, just Friday now and uh, Block Rock and Beats is uh, live again, which is going to be absolutely phenomenal. We've Ray and Pam as well on the stage and the whole lineup's on our socials. So people Deadly. Okay.
All right. Okay. Uh, some very good comments coming in about Slane. Bruce Springsteen was on four days between before the leaving start in 1985, and it didn't stop me going. Says that listener. <laughs> How did your leaving start go afterwards? I wonder. And another one. She didn't. Brian Adams headline Slane, and he's a heap of. And I won't finish off that particular <clears> sentence. Uh, another one. I'm a middle-aged rock fan, and I have nothing against Harry Styles. No, I wouldn't. Does Matt. Cro- I wouldn't cross the road to see him, <laughs> but fair play to him all the same. Sure, I haven't been to a gig myself since 1989. <laughs> anyway, all music is rubbish since uh, Morrissey. <laughs> anyway, all right, <laughs> Morrissey changed. Okay, uh, no, let's move on. Other things. Bob Dylan is playing later this year. Is Bob Dylan still touring? Yeah, Bob Dylan never stops touring. Bob Dylan. What age is Bob Dylan? He's now? 81 years of age. Jesus, he says he's a song and dance man. It's his life's work. What else is he going to do? Retire? No. Uh, he's coming here in November and it's a phoneless gig. Thank the gods. But aren't many gigs phoneless? Now, and there's been a lot of publicity about that this week, but don't lots of artists insist on this now? Yeah, and they're right well, to. Because lot- people just have no manners and they can't behave themselves and that's why we can't have phones at gigs. A lot of them will have security telling people to put their phone down or stop taking pictures but this is one where they you actually have to lock your phone into a specially provided pouch at the start of the gig and then you get it back afterwards. Which might be quite hard to operate, is it, in a venue that can take up to 13,000 people? I wouldn't have thought so, no. It's, no. it's like those things that you have on clothes in uh, shops where they have the little tag on them. Yeah. So um, if you try and break the tag you can't and you have to go to the unlock station in the venue in order to use your phone. So you can still get to your phone but you have to leave the venue mm. and you have to go and get it and look in the, the phone area to use it. But like I can't imagine a more appropriate artist for this to happen to because Bob Dylan is famously private. The last thing he'd want is looking across a sea of mobile phones people taking his picture because he abhors the whole idea and why shouldn't you have respect for the greatest living poet and watch his gig with your hands folded or at least clapping your hands and not looking at your bloody phone because you do that at any time. Not seven when Bob decades Dylan's, of music. Not when Bob Dylan's in the same room. You have respect. No, exactly. Seven de- yeah. decades of music. Sure, you wouldn't have. You won't have time to check you your WhatsApp. Time. Tell us about what Elton John is doing for Britney Spears, Dee. Yeah, so Britney Spears has released her first new music since she was released from her conservatorship, um, which, we, as we now know, pretty much controlled every aspect of her life. Um, so it's very similar, um, I suppose, to what he did with Dua Lipa. It's called Hold Me Closer. It's a duet with him and it is a kind of mashup of... Um, Tiny Dancer, obviously, um, the one, and don't go breaking my heart. But it's a much dancier vibe. Let's hear it. Whatever about giving Britney Spears a leg up to, it strikes me this is a great way for Elton John to remain 
relevant it's to genius. a 21st century audience. I'll cut in there, Matt. Sorry, Dee. This is actually part of a strategy that his management team have undertaken, which includes his husband, David Furnish. They are actually, it's a five-year plan to make Elton's music appeal to a brand new uh, ah. generation. So it's, it's a, actually an active plan. So he's not just being sound to Britney, which he is, of course. But there is the kind of passing on the baton in terms of who he picks, though, as well, which I think is really nice. And he does that very, very well. Well, Justine has a really interesting point. It's not really a duet. It's just Britney on backing, saying, I think Elton could have done a little bit better for her. There's no new artwork or video or much sign of the woman anywhere. Well, look, well, here's well, the, see, the, the narrative is that Britney is, uh, is being helped here. Maybe this is what Britney wanted to do. Yeah. And and also, like, she she herself posted a, an Instagram post saying it's pretty damn cool that I'm singing with one of the most classic men of our time. I'm kind of overwhelmed. It's a big deal to me. So, I mean, if Britney's happy. Yeah. OK, there's an interesting comment here from a listener. There's a lot of people saying in relation to Arcade Fire, which we discussed earlier, you know, innocent until proven guilty. And that's why they will be going to the concerts. But another one here says, both myself and my friend who are huge fans of Arcade Fire and have gone to numerous gigs have made a decision not to attend. I think Wynne Butler's response and defensive allegations speaks volumes. He's clearly a predator and I'm guessing this is the tip of the iceberg. They should have been forced to cancel until the allegations are fully investigated. What other industry would allow you to continue to work under these circumstances? Just depressing how a male-dominated industry has not moved on. I think that Dexter makes a really good point. And I, I don't know if the nuances in the text can be discussed in, in the space of two or three minutes. Um, like uh, like I said, you know, you listen to your heart and decide if it's somewhere you want to be or not. Mm. Mm, OK, let's get picks of the week. Uh, Dee, tell us about your pick of the week first, please. Yeah, this is from Cello, the Clondalkin Naked, n- native, not naked, sorry, God. Sorry, Salo, um, uh, is has announced the release date for his new mixtape, Cello Tape, um, and this is the first single from it called No Love, and it is really, really whopper. Okay, that's Cello, No Love. Uh, there's a listener, Fiona and Claire, who says, I saw Bob Dylan in a concert in Sydney 10 years ago or so. The absolute worst gig I ever attended. He had his head down looking at the floor and he mumbled incoherently through mm-hmm. a very short set. Good job you weren't able to record it on your phone. Well, I'm sure <laughs> I have a bootleg of that somewhere. John, what's your pick of the week, please? Uh, I, I've gone for something uh, that isn't brand new, Matt. You're Surprising, kidding. I know. Um, Blondie, a band who I think we all love, don't we? Yes. Um, they have just released a box set, which was first announced four years ago, but between the jigs and the reels, it hasn't been released until uh, last Friday. It's called Against the Odds 1974 to 1982. Which and ironically is where most of your picks come from. <laughs> 1974 to 1982. Yeah, you're dead right. <laughs> and uh, it's a career-spanning box at all of the studio albums and three discs of rarities and outtakes and demos and stuff. But I thought we'd be pretty basic today. Uh, let's have a, a, a blast of Call Me.
Ah, Blondie, Call Me, which is parallel lines and our mm. earliest music, I would think is probably Blondie's best music, John. Yeah, I think Parallel Lines is definitely seen as their absolute classic album. Each of the beat also had Rapture and Atomic on it, I think. Um, but Parallel Lines is where all the sort of everything just came together at once. And it's, it's, it's six massive hit singles on it. It's great. Uh, Lister says, any idea where the, why the stage times for Electric Picnic are not released? You seem to know. They are released. They they're were released on, first they came thing out this morning. Today. Yes, yeah. they came out today. Yeah. So they're on the TFM website, I presume. Do we have, we put them up there? I would imagine we have, yeah. yeah. If they're not there, I know they're on the Irish Times website. The Irish Times There's website. an app yeah. for the festival as well, if people want to yeah. download that. So they're all out, they're all out uh, for your perusal and for your uh, use of the highlighters. Well, indeed. Yeah. Okay, great. So, yeah, so... Is it frustrating at times though? You miss things you want to see because there's such choice going on. Or yeah. you're legging it between stages and miss a good chunk of somebody you might want to see in full. That's part of the crack though because it really tests your resolve. Like, mm. did I want to see them that much if I'm not bothered yeah. hoofing it out of here and getting over there? Yeah. All right, we will leave it there. Listen, D-Ready, John Cadell, thank you very much for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.